It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast 4440. Oh, the home stretch. We're here. We're here at long last to the bowl games that that really sort of matter. And that's as hard as you can get in bowl season. Which bowl games matter? Sort of matter. That's about as good as you're going to get if it's not a playoff game. And even then, eh, that's open to interpretation. Looking at you, Notre Dame. Are, are you trying to say our, our football postseason, there are games that you could just straight up cancel them, not play them, <laughs> and no one would really notice or care? You know, it, during sure the regular not. season. Especially you, given the work ESPN puts into their own ESPN events. If you have lightning during a game, it's customary to wait 30 minutes until you've not seen a lightning strike within, what, 10 miles of the stadium? Correct? Yeah. It's like I eight, or, it might be more, it's eight or 10, like something like that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, during the regular season, people will wait for this. They'll wait an hour. They'll wait several hours. I recall a Louisiana Tech game uh, that at one point was postponed until, I don't know, 2 or 3 in the morning. They were waiting for lightning to clear off. They'll play it. but a bolt. They're like, fuck you. We've played Hawaii before. <laughs> we don't sleep. No. We go 4,000 miles for a conference game. What? Skip Holt sleeps uh, from the ceiling wrapped in a cocoon of his own wings. He's not going to bed. No. Yeah. The, the the paranormal and the paranormally talented. Skip Holtz. No. Bowl game? <laughs> you get 90 minutes of lightning delays? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> we're, we're done, y'all. We're out of here. That's, that's all it takes <laughs> to, to cancel a bowl game. <laughs> 90 minutes of 90 minutes of lightning delays. And they're like, you know, maybe Boston College, Boise State doesn't have to happen. Thanks for flying. 
Thanks for flying Idaho. At least Boston and Boise aren't like two of the absolute furthest flung teams you could have brought to Dallas for the purposes of the game. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) We out. (laughs) That's by the way, uh, Boston College, as of this recording, still on the plane. They were still on the plane doing karaoke to keep themselves amused because they were stuck on the plane and they weren't going anywhere. Because they're they're a gritty fucking bunch of p- plane riders. Wow. I like that this game. It uh the weather forecast in Dallas. It was like Thor dro- fucking dropped the hammer on the city of Dallas. You know, it was like, well, why couldn't they just play the game at like seven? Because well, because the heavens were hammering Dallas with 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 bolts of justice over and over and over. Bolts for the abomination they wrought, which is a, a rematch of the NPC Computers Bowl. Hey, they, listen, they got a nice Cavenders there. I bet they could get themselves a reasonably priced pair of boots. There's, you know, there's there's consolations to be had here, right? Final, yeah, finally, the danger that someone might outspend the residents of this phone call at a Taco Cabana drive-thru. Almost impossible almost impossible but you know never what? forget for those of you who are new that i have been contacted by american express out of concern for the amount of money i was trying to spend at a taco cabana drive uh, this is what this is what this looks like yeah we uh we have a question from a listener oh do we uh, a young man by the name of ryan nanny who is sitting in with us tonight as we record ryan sitting is, in uh, for brian floyd on this call Floyd is here as well. Oh, as sorry, sorry, Brian. I didn't see you there. Uh, Ryan is under the weather tonight. Uh, again, he pooped the bed again, and he mm-hmm. would like to know if Boise State and Boston College players still get their bowl swag despite not actually com- finishing the drill, not completing the full football game. Uh, and if so, is that the perfect crime? Let's look up real quick. What were the bowl gifts? Uh, false. For the this? perfect crime is stabbing someone to death with an icicle. Mm-hmm. That's also a bowl opinion. gift for the fast lane bowl, which you know Paul Johnson might have lost his last game there, but he did win that. And oh all... wow! So the uh, gift suite for the first responder bowl, it, it well first of all it includes gift suite, which again, uh, hey, you don't got to tell the government what you're getting, what you're giving these kids. Could nope. be anything. Who knows? 3D gun printer. Who knows? Uh, further along along that theme is an RFID blocking wallet. Again, the government does not need to know what's <laughs> this, in your what's in your pants. Is the, this is the "Am I being detained?" bowl. <laughs> uh, and finally, the uh, a football described as big game football. What game? The, I ain't got to tell you. I don't know you. Is this the Jade Helm bowl I've longed for all these years? I think it is. Did it's I finally in, it's, get it's it? In. And just like Jade Helm, it never happened. It's uh, it's also it's a football game that's in support of the troops, but they're not actually troops. Can I interrupt banter about bowls to introduce more banter about bowls? Do I have permission from everyone here, including the Monday Night Raw commissioner <laughs> off camera, <laughs> sending in messages? Ryan, uh, we've received on the big red phone by the ring. <laughs> Better answer, it, Triple H. <laughs> You gotta go toe to toe with Dean Ambrose. <laughs> That's why you're going one on one with Taker. 
Yep, we've been granted permission to land this plane, and that's why I am going to introduce our preview for the Outback Bowl. This 40 for 40 is brought to you by, uh, not Cheez-Its, because they only host lame bowl games like Cal TCU. Big old shovel full of football vomit that you're probably several days removed from watching, but still remember the aftertaste. Cheez-Its. They don't sponsor us, so fuck them. This is the Outback Bowl. Remember, the Outback Bowl, the first bowl to outright purchase the sponsorship so that you had to say the name of the sponsor in naming the event. It used to be the Hall of Fame Bowl, but then a Wiley exec decided to change it to the Outback Bowl because why not eliminate identity altogether? Just, Man, just make it been, about... It's been several years since I had that pang of we are in the wrong industry when when listening to the the tale of a bowl exec and i've already forgotten that one dude's name who was the source of so much scandal running around in his yellow blazer but his successor is clearly the outback bowl was that CEO. the fiesta man yeah God, oh, that was, was the name? yeah that was that was the head of the fiesta bowl fiesta who, if you'll bowl remember scandal, man. he went to he went to real jail tina fey real junker. jail john junker thank you ryan john junker how could i forget <laughs> Probably because his name sounds made up as hell. Yeah, John John Junker got sent to the scrapyard himself <laughs> for uh He did eight months, man. That's a hell of a fiesta, bro. <laughs> you know, every fiesta's got a cleanup. His every bastard. fiesta has to end with a legal siesta. Yeah, man. He uh he was making he was making six hundred seventy three thousand dollars. In 2010, you know, it was just, you know, buying fine wines and taking people to, you know, Pebble Beach on the company dime. When was his, uh, let's see, yeah. he was sentenced. Ryan does point out that he had to go without golf for eight months. And yeah, that's a particular kind of hell for a bowl executive. I could feel the clubs in my hand, but they can't feel me. Yeah, the Washington Post had a magnificently timed thing on the Outback Bowl and how it's run. The Outback Bowl being a registered nonprofit um, that is, uh, as the Washington Post pithily points it points out, a second tier bowl with third tier SEC and Big Ten teams. Yeah. <laughs> as, a, as a Florida fan, you know, I'm not saying it's not accurate. I'm just saying you didn't have to go there. A game that okay. always pairs. Yeah. Kind of Mississippi State and kind of Michigan State. Yeah. Jim McVeigh was the head. He's the guy who sort of turned the Outback Bowl into this. He got paid a million dollars last year to run the Outback Bowl. And when pressed for a description of the intense schedule that you have to keep <laughs> for this, was basically someone on the committee said, well, he's got to go to Chicago and talk to people. <laughs> You know, he has to maintain those relationships. Oh, so he has to talk to people. Yeah, we have over 25 events. And let's check, let's check your calendar. 25 events over the course of a calendar year. That's one every other week. <laughs> That's, that sounds oh airtight God. to me. How do you keep the pace? Yeah. And it's also the least charitable of these nonprofits. So, in other words, I bring you Tampa. And what better tribute? to the stingiest bowl than to have Mississippi State and Iowa, the two teams that will give you the least football, the Ryan, least amount of football you'll get in a bowl game. Ryan, here, doesn't this dude have the exact same job as Kirk Ferentz? Uh, an assertion I cannot dispute. 
I think that they're a cooperative uh, kind of organism. One creates the Outback Bowl, and the other creates the thing that goes in the Outback Bowl, right? I mean, shows up in public about 20 times a year and then finishes up in Tampa. That's Kirk Ferentz. The million dollars they had to run the Outback Bowl. <laughs> that's, that's amazing! It's a it's a civic uh, community event with many charitable <laughs> arms. I'm assuming I'm assuming that's the defense of all this. still have to live in Tampa. So yeah, you get Mississippi State, Iowa. Uh, I'm just gonna place a bet on the over under on this game in terms of total length. It feels like a I'm gonna say it's um, three hours fifteen minutes. Oh, they'll get this thing done in like sixty two minutes. Sixty two? Is this a Greg Maddox special? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna breeze through this thing. You'll you'll be you'll be out of here, and it, 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 on New Year's Day, it'll take you longer to wait in line at Outback than to watch. <laughs> Ryan the is here bowl. offering to run the bowl for eighty five thousand dollars a year. Yeah, but can you yeah. golf? <laughs> can you go to Chicago? Is that a skill you have? I wouldn't discount Ryan's ability to worm his way into the highest levels of the Outback Bowl. He's already wormed his way into. Yeah, the he's Outback already in the prep kitchen. Suit. Yeah, we might have ruined that with his association here, but but you know what? He probably already bugged that suit. Plausible deniability. He's technically not speaking on this podcast. Could be like I left that due to their disgraceful treatment of the Outback Bowl's charitable activities. <laughs> We're gonna get sued by Outback Bowl CEO Ryan Manny. Uh Mississippi State, by the way, one hundred and twelfth in passing. <laughs> I only bring this up to tell you what what Iowa's passing was nationally. Uh, superior, yeah, actually didn't have a bad year passing the ball. Not not at all. Like they were, they were fine. Um, they're 69th nationally. Yeah, nice. in passing yards, Iowa. Um, this being, I think they're 27th. I know the Outback Bowl has only been around for so long, but I'm pretty sure this is Iowa's 27th trip to tampa they uh officially tie michigan in all-time outback appearances <laughs> <laughs> with a win they would both be perfect three and three yeah did iowa have a three-game losing streak in the middle of the season boy howdy did they <laughs> big old big old honking three-game losing streak but only to finish strong against illinois and nebraska they were the ones who delivered that awful homecoming hammering to to Illinois, the one where everyone said, surely Lovey Smith must be fired, and then was extended shortly afterwards. Um, Ryan clarifies the uh the bloom and onion suit. It's more of a venom type thing. <laughs> um where we're not I think I think we're not sure whether he controls the suit or otherwise. Would Bloom we and Onion be onion. the ideal boyfriend? Mm, I mean, <clears throat> let's see. Large. It's true. Silent. It's not really going to say much, right? Going to shorten your lifespan. That's definitely, you know, it's definitely being in a long-term relationship with a man. But clearly, but clearly well, well equipped in the endurance department. Shows up quickly and warm. Fresh and hot. Brings his own sauce. I mean, it's December 26th. I'd go with warm. sounds ideal. It's onion cuffing season. (laughs) Oh goodness! By the way, another thing to to just encourage the fact that this is going to be stingy. Iowa only allowed seventeen points a game, and you know who allowed less? 
the number one scoring defense in the nation, Mississippi State. So I'm just going to take those averages. It's going to be 17-12, y'all. That's going to be Mississippi State's walking with this thing. Should you watch it? Absolutely not. Not for a moment. Uh, Let's see what the... uh... Type in on the... The over-under is 43. Buddy, that's a lot. See, that seems high to me. <laughs> seems... Hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I do have the. I don't know. Those Iowa players might have been relaxing at the beach, and by the beach, I mean uh, the causeway. No problem. Damn, I got this under at forty-five. Buddy, we're going to Outback, even if they make make us pay. Take it and run, because scarcity, scarcity is going to be the rule here. This is this is by the way. If this is Iowa's one trip to the beach for the year, it's about right. That's, that should be an Iowa person. Wow, the ocean. It's like a big warm puddle filled with beer cans. Yep. It's Tampa Bay. They're actually, one of the bowl activities is actually taking the Iowa team to Outback and putting them under the heat lamps on the steam table to let them get a base tan. We're here to, see, that's a charitable activity provided by the Outback Bowl. We do this for free for these poor vitamin D malnourished kids. Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, don't watch this. It's not going to be. It'll only be good in that sense of where we're all watching it, going, "Taste it. It's bad. You have to taste this." Um, how was everyone's Christmas, by the way? On a on a more pleasant note, hopefully. Mine was great. Knives and hair care products. My family knows me very well. That's perfect. When I got a new drill, uh, continuing my march towards deaddom. Also, for mm, yes. your hair. Yeah, you're going to beat me to proper daddom. Ryan lost his voice, and everyone in his house is sick, which was that was my Christmas last year. Um, I'm a little concerned at this point because no one in my house has come down with like creeping midwinter flu. And I just keep, I, it's like I keep glimpsing death around corners, but I have not yet felt its icy fingers. Uh, grip my sinuses and I'm, I'm just kind of waiting I didn't think I was, i'm waiting on you i didn't think i was sick and then all of a sudden i couldn't keep my eyes open and my entire head felt like it was in a uh it was in a decompression chamber okay and... maybe i am getting sick because i did that today like i i took an accidental two and a half hour nap from like four yeah, this... to seven and <laughs> i woke up and my parents found this unremarkable like just went about their their evening because you know having birth and and raised me i guess they're used to seeing me sleeping in places but i woke up you know, convinced that I had time traveled. I'm learning this though. You can't rely on people who are near retirement age or past it to tell you what's normal. Yeah. Because if you just pass out for two or two and a half hours, they're like, oh, perfectly normal. <laughs> That's too I'm like, man, I feel like I should go to bed at like eight thirty. And they're like, mm, no, I'm sensible. Yeah, they're like, no, no, no. no. Look, I was panicking and they're like, no, we put a blanket on your feet. You look fine. I'm like, what day is it? What year is it? I wasn't yeah, it's like when I was drinking in the woods with a recently retired Paul Johnson. Man, he thinks a lot of stuff is normal. <laughs> this is these are visions from the future that you are speaking into reality. It's going to be our off season profile. A recently retired college football coach. Yeah, I gotta go. Friend, I gotta go visit my friend Sleepy over at State Penn. You know what's he in there for? Oh, some bullshit. He didn't do it. I think it's time for our next one. Welcome to the Citrus Bowl, 40 for 40. We'll give it as much time as it needs, much like every other bowl. 
we have discussed. The Citrus Bowl this year is going to feature number 14, Kentucky. Say it with me. Let every syllable sit on your tongue like a delicious Andes candy mint. Let it dissolve. Let it get into your system. Kentucky, number 14. When somebody asks you what happened in 2018, number 14, Kentucky, in the Citrus Bowl happened. That's right. Kentucky will be playing Penn State in one of the more hapless bowls. I know the New Year's Day bowls are supposed to be showcase bowls. 2018, kind of top-heavy in terms of value. You're not really getting a whole lot out of this, I'll be honest. It's going to kind of be a slap fest between two, one team that cannot score and the other team that sort of just does everything at random in Penn State. Yeah. Uh, Penn State is joining Georgia and Florida in most all-time Citrus appearances. <laughs> a dubious honor if ever there was one. Uh, Kentucky is... <laughs> so this used to be a very lower-tier bowl game. Uh, Eastern Kentucky has been here before. Western Kentucky has been here before. Beat the shit out of the Coast Guard. But Kentucky itself has never been here before. So they're, they're the last Kentucky to get here? Oh. Uh, they are, yes. Louisville has been here before as well. Oh, man. So you're the, Kentucky, you got scurvy. <laughs> you're the last to get some citrus in you. That's rough, man. That's rough. That's so bad. Let me give you, let me give you the amazing uh, stats about Kentucky. It's my favorite thing about them. When facing, uh, when facing non-Power 5 teams, Kentucky scores over 30 points every single time. Every single time. Central Michigan, bam, 35 on you. Early this year, they played Murray State, boom, 48. Uh, they played Louisville, boom, 56. Don't don't tell me they're, this year they, they lost that. They're not a power five. Not a group of five, even. <laughs> they're, they're FCS. Put, we demoted don't, them. Don't put that on us. Yeah, don't, no, you don't. That's some NAIA trash. <laughs> yeah, it's got Petrino on it. To get a Petrino off something, you're gonna need some industrial cleanser. Only Petrino we acknowledge is Paul. Here's what the they F- scored in the FCS. Here's what oh. they scored. Them- <laughs> Figures. This is leading up to a cell phone, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna lead it in here. Most points they scored was against Mississippi State. Somehow, that's <laughs> per- perfect Mississippi State and Kentucky logic. That who burns Mississippi State for 28 hot points? That's right, Kentucky. Who then went on. To put up a whole bunch of teenagers. 14, 14, 15, 17. One elementary school. We got a seven against Tennessee. Damn. And a 24-7 loss to Tennessee. How did this team get to the Citrus Bowl? <laughs> How am I catching strays on a year when my team isn't even in a game? Because you know who the second Stop most that. points that no. the second Stop most points that. they scored you might have a transitive Citrus Bowl victory. Florida. Stop that. <laughs> I I don't know how they got through the year, Ma. Back in your goddamn crate. <laughs> I don't know how Kentucky got here. I don't know how any of this happened. But damn it, no one's going to take it away from the last Kentucky through the door into the bar we call the Citrus Bowl. But damn it, they're here. And they have to play Penn State. Did anyone pay attention to Penn State after like week four? Uh, whenever the game against Ohio State was, that was great. But uh, after that, no, didn't feel like there was any reason to at all. Like it was just like, eh, 
that we just won't watch anything they do. Uh, let's see. Let's review their schedule real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead serious. I don't think I don't think anyone I actually mean just... this uh, sincerely because this is a good question. Okay, uh, App State that was awesome. Uh, App State dragged Penn State to overtime again. Uh, first concerns <laughs> they're, they're showing. Uh, allegedly beat the shit out of Pitt. That didn't happen. No, uh, Ohio State was week five. They lost one point. It's always every time they play, it's someone suffers horrifically. Oh, they lost to Michigan State. That was also a, a tragic stunner. Uh, got the shit kicked out of them by Michigan. And yeah, that was it. That was it. Yeah, that's that's you lost forty seven to Michigan, forty two seven to Michigan. Which how on earth this is the Styles make fights thing. If I told you that losing that badly to Michigan would get you that close to Ohio State and then watch what Michigan did against Ohio State, the sport makes no sense. Done. There is no rule to be drawn between those three results. None. Other than that Kentucky could beat Penn State worse than Ohio State did. Do you kind of hope Kentucky just phones this in real hard and enjoys the hell out of it? Like, (laughs) when are we getting back to this shit, boys? Yes, because I have uh, under 48. So don't worry. I'm realizing I played a lot of unders in Big Ten bowl games. I wonder why that was. (laughs) I I just somehow feel like any game with a Kentucky in it has the restrictor plate firmly bolted over the intake of this engine, right? There's going to be, this is the weighted vest. That's how Kentucky gets everyone in shape. Put it on, run hard. And after that, you'd be like, whew. Man, it was going so slow, but it was so stressful. Uh, On the upside, uh, NFL fans, tune into this one because you'll get to see a very special player named Josh Allen showing out for you. Could be a top 10 draft pick. Uh, Could be worthy of a top 10 draft pick. Josh Allen is his name. He plays linebacker for Kentucky. I believe he'd be the first player with that name to go in the top 10 of the draft and deserve it. Mm, Yeah, yeah. No, No other names ring in mind here. IMO. Next, welcome to the shutdown full cast 40 for 40 for the Fiesta Bowl. Remember the Fiesta Bowl, as previously discussed, the only bowl game I know of where their president had to do eight months in the pen for messing with the books. So that's how you know it's going to be good. The other reason I know how it's going to be good, it features LSU number 11. Versus UCF, number eight. One team cannot score. The other team can't stop scoring and has an extreme <laughs> inferiority complex. <laughs> if, well, if, I think that applies to both, right? Does it? Does it? I mean, I I mean, mean how, how? look how they talk about Nick Saban. <laughs> this is the thing. How can LSU have an inferior, inferiority complex when they've burned that much money? In terms of talent. Like, think about the amount. Like, if I told you, if I stacked up all of the, like, blue chip talent and all the draft picks that they have squandered in the name of scoring zero points. Like, LSU hasn't scored a touchdown against Alabama since 2003. I'm just going to pull that number out. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to check it. It feels right. That's how and I know that, it's true. So, that would mean that was Nick Saban scored it against Alabama. That's right. That's right. It, it takes Nick Saban to score. How sad Only- is that? damn that is sad yeah how sad is that shit think about it y'all if i if i just went ahead and told you by the way like (laughs) 
the number the number of blue chip recruits that LSU has had 163 since 2007. 163. That's that's more than Oklahoma. That's more than Auburn. That's more than a lot of teams who have won uh, national titles since then, since Les Miles' miracle year of 2007. There's only been like three teams that have won national titles since then. That's right. The other one's Alabama has like way more talent. Yeah, Alabama's won nine. It's not even funny. You know, they have more than Florida State. Oregon won one and Alabama won nine, right? That is correct. That is correct. And and nobody, like the only team that that squandered almost as much talent is Texas. Why am I mentioning all this squandering talent? Because UCF is waiting right there. That they are, and they don't squander shit. No, UCF UCF came up hard. They <laughs> they crawled through a pipe full of sewage to get here. They they because you know what nobody will face them. LSU LSU won't face them. Let's see if they show up. That's my hot that's, take. <laughs> that's true. There are no Power Five teams that will agree to any sort of a regular season scheduling arrangement with UCF. None, none whatsoever. Don't look it up. No, can't happen. No, it's never happened. Last year, Auburn didn't even show up. It's like half true. I'm not totally lying there. I uh, I do like that if, when UCF when UCF wins and claims uh, its second straight national title, um, just the fatigue. I feel like I feel like everyone who spent the entire last twelve months laughing at UCF for this. How much? How much matter can you get about it this time? You know, it's it's just going to sort of be like, oh, fine, there they go again, and at, and at that moment, UCF has truly won. They tuckered you out like a, uh, like when a five year old, you know, just just wet, wet, wears you down with why questions before you finally just I don't I just just put on YouTube. I don't care. I was about to make the point that you know UCF is going. Without the starting quarterback who helmed much of last season's undefeated campaign and much of this season's undefeated campaign, Mackenzie Milton suffered a horrendous leg injury late in the season. I then remembered that LSU is the other team. That doesn't really, <laughs> Good point. Doesn't really matter, does it? It's like, wow, y'all don't y'all don't have a a quarterback with any kind of established record, and then there's LSU. Hang on now. Hang on now. Joe Burrow is undefeated in games in which he completes 55% or fewer, I think. Joe T. Burrow. T. Burrow. Jim T. Burrow. Uh, LSU's without its, like, two best players or something due to the NFL, so that even yeah. has a little bit. I believe, I believe like, that's, that's they have two, they're out two starters. Is that correct? Due to NFL concerns. Something like that. I feel like you can just copy and paste that exact sentence, though. <laughs> that's that's uh, in addition to uh, in addition to you know Michigan. This is the best Michigan. Just to give you a little preview, the Peach Bowl. You know, missing four players so far who are starters. It's still going to be Florida. That's the joke. Hey, that was our Peach Bowl preview too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Ryan and or Holly, did we have anything on the uh, what fucking game? the Fiesta Bowl? <laughs> I'm sleepy. Oh, Ryan, Annie is typing. Hang, stand by, folks. Stand by. There's something. The the Royal Commissioner has sent an email. Let me the read. The bulletin it. is coming across the wire. 
Brian, I can only do this for so long. <laughs> he says, fuck it, nah. There's your Fiesta Bowl preview. Fuck it, nah. Fuck it, nah. That's it. Also, by the way, cheating on their own bowl game, there is a pregame party sponsored by Cheez-Its. You sluts. Ugh. What's wrong with sluts? Uh, that's true. I should call them Cheez-Its. It's the insult is enough. Then there is a Fiesta Bowl gymnastics meet, which I really hope is open. Open category. So anyone can show up and try to do the pommel horse. So people from Orlando and Louisiana. <laughs> hey, Jim, get on up there and try that. It'd be festive. Oh, God, what I wouldn't. If I just set up a pommel horse in the middle of the street in New Orleans, how long would it take for people to start taking shots at it? I mean, you tell Louisiana fans, hey, come in here and play around on our bars. <laughs> oh, oh, they got bars? <laughs> Not the kind of bar I meant. Ah, a bar is a bar. <laughs> Just watching, like, set up a full vault lane in the middle of the street somewhere in Lafayette and see how many people on, like, a Saturday night are like, yeah, no, 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 give me a shot of that. This may be our off season, by the way, <laughs> just, to, just to do that. How did you fracture eight strangers' sternums? They did it by themselves. Their own free, free will. It's a free, free country. country. You believe in freedom, you'll let this stupid thing happen. Perfect summation of a UCF-LSU game, which LSU cannot win, and UCF really can't lose. Next! Welcome to the Shutdown Full Cast 40 for 40 preview for the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl. That's right. Bring up your bathtub, Jen, and invite the hottest matchup of 1914. That'd be the Ohio State Buckeyes versus the Huskies of Washington. Hungry dogs on the prowl for their first big Rose Bowl win since they were commandeered by the mighty Marcus Tuiasosopo himself. Now Trumpet's still going. Means I'm going to keep doing this. Oh, oh, no, he's dead. He's dead. It's good. It's not really a Rose Bowl if one team doesn't like have to hijack a train to get there, right? <laughs> we got to go back to that tradition. Like like Ohio State's just like they got to put together a whole GTA mission just to get to Pasadena. Just just to get on and be like, "Listen, do you want to do it the loud way or the quiet way?" And you got to, you got like Michigan like, "We will decline a bid to the Rose Bowl. It's too expensive." <laughs> Yeah, we we will not do this because it. Yeah, that's why breaking, you're not going. It involves breaking several laws. We would not do that. Meanwhile, Ohio State's like you know the real victim here is me, train conductor. Washington will be traveling by Zeppelin. <laughs> I have a message from Ryan that may be out of date at this point. It says, "Can't wait for Barry Alvarez to streak at this game." I didn't specify <laughs> which game, so I'm just going to assume that this is what Barry does in the off season. I think Ryan was talking about the Citrus Bowl. Why? Why would? Why would you say that? Uh, Why would you because box that's... your sweet Barry in like that? No, that's where I would like to picture Barry Alvarez streaking, surrounded by delicious, juicy fruits. Mm. 
Yeah, that's called Thursday. For berries, berries. Hello. <laughs> the ultimate Welcome podcast sponsor. Football podcast, the only podcast to sexually objectify Barry Alvarez. <laughs> Your promo code berries at berriesberries.com. That's right. All proceeds go to Barry Alvarez. Damn it. How does that happen every time? Making money coming and going. I know. Barry's a bank, man. This is um this is a weird game. This is a profoundly weird game. Just <laughs> boundless weirdness surrounds this because uh yeah, this is this is where Ohio State ended up. Most years that'd be that'd be pretty good historically speaking, but this is not I guess where Ohio State expected to end up. They're on the outside of the playoff picture looking in. As they they should be. Because, you know, you don't lose to Purdue by a thousand points in the middle of the season. And not have it come back to bite you in the ass. IMO. But hey, this is a fine consolation prize for Urban Meyer's last game. I, I said that with quotes. It's Urban Meyer's last game as a head coach. Because he's going to take the Notre Dame job in two years. Well, what's he going to do until then, though? Oh, well, surely he'll probably take time to reflect and on the failures of this year and grow and develop as a person and spend time with his family. That's, that's certainly what but I think. Surely he'll disassociate from Ohio State University, which suspended him four months ago for being a liar, right? You know, you know I think liar is a strong word. Maybe uh, an alternate truther. Mm, is, okay. Is, yeah. Um, well, surely he won't remain in like a position of authority over students and or student athletes and coaches. Particularly right? one, particularly not in a position that seems to carry with it uh, an air of moral authority that would, gosh, wouldn't that provide him an interesting springboard to a a, a coaching position that seems to carry with it uh, the necessity of moral authority? We have never told a joke on this podcast. Apparently, he's going to be an associate AD. Well. Yeah, while also teaching a class on uh, on leadership at on Ohio what? State University. <laughs> on what? On on what? Uh, on on a, on a, on, a, on leadership. How interesting! <laughs> Ohio State's a Big Ten school, so I'll just trust they know what they're doing. Cause it doesn't make sense to my poor mind. You absolute trash heaps. Uh, Ryan says that uh, Urban Meyer will be promoted to detective. (laughs) (laughs) He certainly has the uh, uh, skills. He's certainly familiar with loose cannons. Good God. That's that's all true. Man, we're all going to laugh so hard when Zach Smith gets the Notre Dame job ahead of him. Jesus. (laughs) Don't say like they wouldn't hire him. It's got exactly the attitude they want towards women. My God. Um, yeah. Tell me so, I'm wrong. Uh, Ryan says, Urban Meyer's forgotten more about crime than you'll ever learn, rookie. That's Rook. <laughs> Excuse me. Which, uh, Urban Meyer, does he forget things? I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I recall that happening. Life's funny. The- we're in the undependable position of somebody who might have occasional memory problems due to medication telling us he has memory problems, or does he? Whoa. The undependable narrator. <laughs> he Ohio should teach... State is an avant-garde work of fiction. I was going to say, damn, why is he doing leadership? He should be on that avant-garde fiction and cinema. 
why is Ohio State playing in the postmodernist second person? Yeah, let me tell you about foreshadowing. About three months before you're going to quit, you should start talking about health problems you haven't mentioned. In a yeah, at Ohio time. State, it's more like five shadowing. So, this leads to Washington, who, poor blameless Washington, just do, doing the thing they're supposed to do, winning the Pac-12 in ugly fashion. Hideous. Hideous, man. The good news is that, that this is going to happen. And it is one of the funniest outcomes of the season now that I see it coming. Jake Browning, Jake Browning's going to get to go against that Ohio State defense, and he's going to look incredible. <laughs> <laughs> like a dude, a dude who at times looked like, like, like an Uncle Rico type peaked in high school guy who got three of the best managed seasons in the history of college football with a coach who has done everything he can to craft that attack to hide his weaknesses, is going to get to go up against a Greg Schiano-led defense. Can I tell you <laughs> how big the brain imbalance is here on one side with Greg Schiano on one side and Chris Peterson on the other? Oh, my God. I just want a moment in the game. Uh, Jake Browning has thrown his third 80-yard touchdown of the game. Uh, Kirk Herbstreet <laughs> says... Well, gosh, I just don't know what's gotten into Jake Browning. Looks like a, an immediate smash cut Greg Shiano's face. That's what I want. He's like <laughs> you, chewing you on a nail or something, just doing normal <laughs> Greg Shiano shit. Ryan says more like Jag Browning. <laughs> oh, bring him home. Mama's calling. Uh-huh. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. Just like young Blake Bortles out there shooting holes in the Ohio State secondary. Greg Shiano's drinking rusty rainwater out of a gutter. More like Jake Teeling. Wow. Nailed it. Proud of you. It'd be real funny if Washington won. I don't think they will. Yeah, I don't. I thought the same thing about Minnesota beating Georgia Tech and Minnesota I, beat the shit out I of Georgia I know. Tech. God, that'd be, it'd be great, man. And like, so can you imagine? It's a, not necessarily the best bowl season for departing coaches, be they beloved or otherwise. It's not can the you best ima- bowl season for a lot of things. Can you imagine the, a worse outcome for Ohio State? They'd be like, well, surely, you know, we've put bull print mostly in the hands of Ryan Day, so it's going to be great. We've handed the program off well, and you lose 34 to 5. Whatever happens here is the total responsibility of Ryan Day and not anyone who is departing the staff. Like if it just falls uh, actually, off. we meant the opposite. It, Urban did the whole thing. It was all him. Yep. It just falls off immediately in the bowl game. You're like, we're back in the Rose Bowl. Ah, 43-10. Oh, God. Jake uh, Browning Ur- Urban's like, actually, my uh, my my head feels great. I think I'm gonna, <laughs> I think I'm gonna stick around for a couple of years until that Notre Dame job opens up. One last note: you talk about getting your daddy back. Do you want to talk like like one last note? Do you, do you think Urban Meyer sitting in that associate AD role isn't going to coach, even though it's an NCAA violation? Not a chance in hell. He's going to recruit for sure. It's sweet that you said, even though it's an NCAA violation, as though that has any fucking bearing. Well, he he traditionally observes uh, rules and violations and and, uh, tries very hard not to cross those boundaries, Mm. right? Mm, It depends. Yeah, it's not going to get, not going to like go out of his way to find out much information about them. That's all he needs to do. Next. Welcome. The Shutdown Full Cast 4440. This is going to be a podcast about the Sugar Bowl. This year's edition of the Sugar Bowl features number five, Georgia, who 
definitely is two minutes behind Alabama in terms of quality in the SEC. Just have to mention that 118 minutes of leading Alabama, 120 minutes of game time. Guess when those last two minutes happen? At the end of the game. Both time. Just like to put that, if you lose your one shot getting into the playoff, guess where you get to go? That's right. Good boys and girls get to go to New Orleans, which is definitely not purgatory itself. It's a really fun purgatory. They're going to be playing number 15, Texas, from the Big 12. Why is it? Why when Big 12 teams end up in the Sugar Bowl, like, half the time it's like, oh, I don't know, we just sort of pull them off the pile. Here we go. The, uh, the Big 12 title game, it has a new stipulation that the loser of the title game gets the Sugar Bowl bid. Yeah. If, uh, if the winner is in the playoff. Which the- could lead to some weird situations. Like, if, if, like, say West Virginia had, you know, ended up like 13th or something, we'd still be stuck with Texas. Do the people who used to make World War One treaties and like alliance treaties pre World War One do they do all of the Big Twelve's agreements right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, uh, whichever, yeah, whichever Kaiser that was, the German, whoever, <laughs> the one who uh, rigged the entire fucking time bomb in Europe. Like, oh, there's no way all these things could blow up at once. If they do, we'd all die. No one would make that decision. What catastrophe? That was Big Twelve condition. What catastrophe attorney are they employing who's doing things like? Well, let's see. If TCU goes under 500, then I have to go put two bullets in the next kid I meet named Todd <laughs> on the street. What? And you know, you know how the Big 12, the Big 12's big solution to conference realignment, their big innovation was, hey, if, hey guys, if anybody leaves, we get to keep all their money. So like it's this huge like suicide <laughs> pact. That's gonna. That's what's gonna bring stability. If anybody leaves, we get to eat their body. They're not. A, we all love each other. That's why we're staying together. They're so not. No a, one eats each other. They're not a conference. They're a tontine. <laughs> it's a, just one big standoff. Everyone's pointing a gun at each other in Texas. Texas. Texas is, is taking a nap. Yeah, just, Texas, just, Texas is fine. Texas. I'm gonna live to 120. I don't know what you guys do. Uh, Ryan points out Iowa State's vast fortune is on the line here. <laughs> so much clean water. Bury me with my money. It's water. It's the gold of the 23rd century. <laughs> Bury me in an aquifer. <laughs> That's right. You'll need a back to tank where you're going and where are you going to get it? Ames? <laughs> Good job, Big uh, Oh, it's the stupidest conference, but it does lead... <laughs> It does lead to the extremely appealing matchup to me personally of Georgia versus Texas. Because, again, Georgia really can't win this game, can they? They really can't. They can They can, They can. can win it. Oh, yeah, they can have more points than Texas. But there really won't be a satisfying enough margin short of actual murder to I make. I mean, say they win by 50 points. Um, then guess what? You're... you're... You're number two behind Alabama. Yeah, you're still two minutes behind Alabama. That, that's that's still where you are. That's it. That's what Georgia time is. It's two minutes behind Alabama. I know. It's Eastern <laughs> Looks time. Looks like zone. the recruiting rankings. Looks like the scoreboard. Yeah, that's that's how it's going to work, y'all. It's like the uh, education rankings flipped upside down. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Texas man. Texas just gets to keep it close. They'll stick it to the. They'll stick it to everyone over this, right? Yeah, you said we weren't supposed to hang with the SEC. 
Look at us. We only lost by nine. Yeah, they beat Missouri last year. So that's an SEC team, in case, in case anyone forgets. It's an SEC team. Yeah, that's uh, you know what? I mean, yeah, that's the only that's the only team in the SEC I'm aware of who has any sort of connections to Texas. They recruit here. I don't know any other SEC teams in Texas. Can't think of one. Wouldn't yeah, yeah wouldn't be thinking of one right now. They're strong, soldierly shoulders, beautiful cut of their jawline in a uniform. Sitting astride a horse at sunset on the Texas prairie. Those white khakis. <sighs> Not thinking about you. <laughs> Don't miss you. <clears throat> uh, Ryan is disconnected, folks. We are now, uh, the mods are asleep. That's right. So we can del- po- post your memes. Uh, I'm recording. I'm Ryan recording. is back. Ryan is back, so the mod is back with us. So everyone, hold your memes. Mod is back. Do not put memes. Cease. Do not post memes. Cease long erotic fantasy. Send all memes to at Celebrity Hot Tub. I don't care what they're of. Yeah. Just send them your best meme. So yeah, that's Texas. Really is in a delightful position in this ball game, and that they can. This is house money, man. You know, you, you can't really, and also, you know. Tom Herman, you're not getting rid of him, right? It's not. <laughs> yeah, you're probably not going to fire Tom Herman. No, no, you're you're stuck with him, man, for at least for at least another year. Who else? You, eventually, this is what's going to happen. You'll have the Dan Snyder problem, where eventually people are going to look at the ownership because it's not like Texas isn't hiring good coaches. Nope. Somehow you just keep burning talent. How does that happen? Just a thought. So, um, let's see. Yeah, that's uh that's the uh that's the last bowl. It's a pretty great setup we got where the playoff is three full days before bowl season ends. I guess it's better than it used to be where at least there's sort of a build up to the bigger games. At least you end with two top 15 teams. Like yeah. it, it, we used to have the damn Mobile Bowl. You remember this a few years ago? With people, that was the last one before the title game. I always enjoyed I always enjoyed that because it would be large stadiums and big crowds and things happening. And then it would be an erector set stadium somewhere on the outskirts of Mobile with ladies in weird dresses and two, and two teams playing in the GMAC Bowl. Yeah, I remember we had very, very early on uh, when we were building SVNation.com editorial. This is like almost a decade ago. I remember there was a casual football fan who was involved in one meeting. We were talking about, you know, we should do a map or a roadmap or a timeline or something, like building toward the title game. And they're like, okay, so then it gets more and more important. It goes to the Rose Bowl and that's the Sugar Bowl. That's a big day. And then, okay, so then it goes to the Mobile game and that's like the second biggest one. <laughs> Oh, God. And we had to explain the GoDaddy Bowl was not actually, like, the answer. <laughs> yeah, we're like, no, the GoDaddy Bowl, that's more of a uh, pre-post appetizer. It's it's kind of like the Pepto-Bismol, I guess. Uh, Ryan brings up the International Bowl. When when was that? Like, Oh, that's the, the, the long, long may at rest, the International Bowl that took place in Toronto. 
Yeah, I bet I'm in the... Oh, yeah, that was a, a mid-January, as late as January 6th in the year 2007. Uh, USF Eternal International Bowl champs, of course. <laughs> USF had to go... That was actually money laundering. That's what that was. That was Canadian retirees in Florida needing someone to, you know, get cash across the border in a, you know, expedient fashion. And what better way to do that than to ask Jim Levitt to do it? Uh, Ryan also says we should have a May bowl game. What if we broke up FBS into just did like the group of five season started in January? Who says no? Why would that be a bad idea? Yeah, but which like, bowl- they, they're not eligible for the playoff anyway. So what company do you want sponsoring a bowl game? And where is it? If we're going to have a bowl game in like May. Well, the big Ten would finally get bowls, right? Then you finally put them up north. <laughs> So if 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 you want games up north, guess you're dropping down. Sorry. <laughs> oh, can I get I, like I, I think that's where we start to get like sponsors that are private prison companies, right? That's well, we're going back to those. Yeah, we're again. Again, yeah, that's where you get FAU involved in things. Private prison company. Bowl game in, I'm just going to throw this out here, um, Batesville, Arkansas. If you want the real bad, <laughs> if you want the real bad boy mowers bowl, have it in the bad boy mowers factory in Batesville, Wait, Arkansas. Call it the real bad boy mowers bowl? The real bad, no, no, no. You don't, there's the bad man mowers bowl. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's where we get, that's where we get the worst man mowers bowl. That's where, what what sketchy hotel chain can we get to like or no uh, the American Deli Bowl? That's what it'll be. Can there just be a bowl sponsored by a, a drug, like, like an, an illegal drug? Oh yeah, you. I was gonna say you don't mean like a prescription drug. You mean no, like no, a no, drug no, drug? No, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> like the PCP bowl. Oh yeah, that'd be a good one in Fresno. <laughs> That's Minnesota Fresno every year. Why? Why not? <laughs> the team instead of doing the like how many chicken wings can you eat thing it's like how many trucks can you bench press how many cops can you fight <laughs> i set a fresno pcp poll record by fighting 37 <laughs> officers myself with these hands that god gave me and with the power of pcp coursing through my body go jackets just so proud of these young men to come to the great town of Fresno and uh, and contribute to the community by giving the entire police department a full afternoon of exercise and combat training. <laughs> Bowl gifts. These hands. 